Come gather ye friends round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror and high adventure from the worn pages of history. Set aside your animal welfare quibbles and lift a horn of mead instead and a big hunting spear to us, your storytellers. Not animal cruelty, surely. But, but we're British. We can't be cruel to animals, only people. Sorry, chaps, but we are going on a lion hunt. And we're not scared, because we shall be going in the company of that hero of all heroes, Heracles. Heracles again already, yes. But wait, I thought we were only doing Heracles when we had some kind of crisis and needed something that doesn't require weeks of reading dusty history books. Well, we, um, we, we, we did have a crisis. But enough of real life. It is time once again for... The Silly! History Miles Show! And the first labour of Heracles, known by all as the Nimian Lion. It's gonna be an SHB Spielberg monster flick, baby. We're gonna need a bigger boat. But before we begin this labour, who are we? And what is our biggest everyday labour? I am Uncle Bilbo. And the greatest labour of my life has been keeping up the dour, humourless Yorkshire facade all these years. I'm really a jolly elf-like character who just wants to skip to the shop and buy ice creams for all. But I live in Leeds, and they'd eat me alive. Hey lad, are you smiling? No. I am the former Miss Warhammer and destitute speedboat mechanic known only as the Pear Bear. The greatest labour of my life has been the fixed smile I maintain whilst talking to the general public. I'm thinking of having it tattooed on. Breeze. Of course, I'm not talking about you, dear listener. No, no, no. I'm just talking about everyone else. Mummy, what's that man for? Just keep smiling. I am Tombo, and you'd think the greatest labour of my life would be fatherhood, and it was up until this point. But now it's hauling around this massive stone of audio shame. For you see, listener, I've spent the last 36 episodes recording my lines into the wrong microphone. Can I take this off now? I've learnt my lesson. No! no. And I am your dear Uncle Bob-Bob. And the greatest labour of my life has been dealing with the constant procession of joy and success that I have had to endure and remain humble. It's a living hell, listener. It really is. How tall are you? What? Five, nine. That's, that's not short, you know. It's not as tall as you three. And I'm fine with that. Fine, I tell you. Fine. Bob, Bob, you've got a nosebleed. I know, and I'm fine with it. Get him a tissue before he messes himself, and then we'd best begin the first of the twelve labours of Heracles. The hunt for the Nimian lion. You join us in the palace of King Eurystes. A singularly awful place. Its soaring columns and arches are clad in peeling black and gold paint. There are giant billboards for Marmite everywhere. It is a bad place. Flickering torches like King Eurystes' vast throne room. Each torch is mounted in the gold likeness of a man's head. A man who looks like a strange cross between Michael McIntyre and Donkey from Shrek, but smugger. On a raised platform at the far end of the room, a similar looking but altogether uglier man lounges on a black and gold throne. 
surrounded by sad-looking companions in undersized Burton Albion jerseys. This can only be King Eurystes, the biggest poo-head in Greece. And any passing resemblance to anyone else is entirely coincidental. Lucky. Yes, your majesty? Let's get this overflowing toilet of a day started already. You mean meeting the people of your kingdom and helping them with their problems? Yes, that. Send in the poor people. I want to watch Top Gear and bite my toenails. <laughs> yes, sire. Send in the poor people. Good day, your majesty. Up the brewers and such. Get on with it, you dreary, cassock-wearing, god-bashing poor person. Yes, of course. Well, I'm from the orphanage, your kingness. You know the one, the one where the children make the wallets and bum bags with your handsome face on for free, yes? Um, well, well, anyway, it's been, it's been very cold lately, and we were wondering if we could have your permission to, you know, maybe put the heating on for a bit. Oh, poor orphans are cold, are they? Well, that's easily solved. Guards, burn down the orphanage. That'll keep the horrible urchins warm. Oh, no. <laughs> no one do throw this do-gooder in the giant communal toilet in the centre of town, too. <laughs> stop. <gasps> oh, no. I told him to stop. Who dares interrupt my morning bout of cartoonish super cruelty? I shall have you drowned in the giant communal toilet in... Uh, oh, oh, oh. From the shadows at the end of the hall steps a man. A big man. It seems unlikely that such a tall and imposingly muscle-bound fellow could have been hiding anywhere. But for the purposes of drama, here we are. Heracles, for it is he, approaches the throne with his big fists clenched. He kneels before the throne of the greatest poo-head in Greece. Your Majesty, I... I'm Heracles, son of Alchemini, and Zeus. I am your servant. Oh, Heracles! Oh, yes, well, you are shorter than I expected. You were expecting me? Oh, yes. Oh, my word, yes. Word of you coming reached me days ago from a higher authority. I see. I am here to receive your punishment, your majesty. And so you shall, you impotent dog. No one interrupts me while I'm being awful. Not even the son of Zeus. Forgive me, great king. I thought that your brave soldiers should be guarding your magnificence rather than throwing people into toilets. Let me, your humble servant, do the toilet throwing. To show you how sorry I am for the interruption, your majesty. Sorry? You're not sorry now, Heracles, but you will be. <laughs> now then... After you have toileted these ingrates, you shall go forth and complete your first great task. The gods have instructed me to think of ten impossible labours for you to perform as punishment for the murder of your family. Yes, I await your judgment, great king. First you shall go to the land of Nemea, where dwells a great beast, a lion of such monstrous size and ferocity that not even the greatest hunters in Greece have been able to subdue it. But you will, Heracles, or you will die trying. Yes, great king. 
and to prove that you have done it, you shall bring me its golden hind for me to wear as a dressing gown. Now go before I think of something harder. Heracles bows low and walks out of the throne room. Meanwhile, the king stands up and... Oh, oh, and his Burton Albion dressing gown falls open. Right! All of you, get out! Get out now! Meanwhile, in the giant communal toilet in the middle of town. That is disgusting. Not even very practical either. I mean, I myself get very shy. I suppose, giant sir, that you'll be wanging us in the big toilet now? Uh, what? No. I can't see how you deserve that. And I've done enough bad stuff in my life without throwing people into toilets. You're free to go. Oh, wait, actually. I still have some banana boat trips I was saving for hero stuff for my labors. But I think you need it more than me. And that's for the orphans' heating. Let them have it on as long as they need. Oh, thank you, mighty Heracles. We shall tell everyone how cool you are. Farewell. I'm off to Nimia to scrag a lion. How hard can it be? And so Heracles set out on his journey to Nimia to begin the first of his mighty labours. In search of a scary lion. Little did he know how scary the Nimian lion was. It was even more dangerous and unsettling than Matthew Broderick playing old Simba in The Lion King, even without a car. Oh, I'm not sure that's okay. Move on. Definitely. The road to Nimia was quiet. Ominously quiet. Heracles saw no one coming or going. This is quieter than Recovery Monday in Malia. And what he did see on the way was disquieting. The olive groves were overgrown and wild, as though there were no people to tend them anymore. Roadside inns and little chefs were all boarded up and deserted. Well, at least there are free olives. Mm -hmm. No cocktail sticks or cheese cubes, though. Damn. When did I become so middle class? But the worst thing about Nimia was the silence that fell as the sun began to dip and the feeling that, through the darkness, he was being watched. Hunted, even. Reminds me of the Midlands. How depressive every week. Some wise crack about the Midlands. I've my revenge. But then, on a great hill in the distance, someone struck a light. A campfire. The memories of jolly family nights around the fireside, of marshmallows and ghost stories made tears prickle the demigod's eyes. But remembering his quest of redemption, he shouldered his pack and made his way through the gathering dusk toward the fire. You'll need a bigger fire than that for the coals, you know. I told you, no big fires. But then the meat won't get the lines on, like in the brochure. I don't care about the brochure. I care about not getting eaten. Good evening. Ah! A bandit! A highwayman! A vegetarian. Gentlemen, please, I am none of those things. Though I am trying to get myself down to one meat-free day a week. But I mean you no harm. I was hoping to share the warmth of your fire, and your company. I haven't seen our soul all day. What did you say? I said a soul. Oh, sorry. 
please, uh, come and join us, large sir. I thank you. So, what brings you gentlemen to this desolate country? A gap in the market. Oh, for what? We, sir, are that rare breed of madman. Wandering adventurers. Roving thrill-seekers. Sorry, I'm none the wiser. We put takeaway menus through doors. Oh, my God. Mostly for kebab houses, hence us distrusting vegetarians. Although we do have falafel options, too. So it doesn't bother you that all of Nimir is deserted and that everybody is presumably hiding from the killer lion? Ah, 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 but if no one goes out, then th 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 that's prime takeaway country, isn't it? Prime. Except that we haven't found anyone to fly her. Hello out there! We're coming! It's coming from over there. Quick men, take a torch from the fire. Wait. Now it's coming from over there. Quickly, lads. Blunder about in the dark in different directions. We cannot lose this sail. Hold on, madam! We'll save you! We'll save you, madam! We'll save you! Fancy a kebab, madam? And so into the darkness, Heracles and the wandering kebab salesman lurched, searching desperately for the damsel in distress. But the lady's voice echoed from different directions. So as they searched, Heracles and his companions were drawn further and further away from one another. And as they became more and more separated, we shall reveal another of the Nimian lion's monstrous powers. It did impressions. Madam? M madam? Uh, don't worry, we'll find you. We'll, we'll find you, madam, don't worry. I'm right here, behind the bush. Ah, oh, madam, there you are. Uh, um, can I interest you in a meat-free option? <coughs> Out of the night came a terrible scream. Then silence. There was something else out there in the darkness. Something big. Heracles stopped dead and listened. Fear not, madam. I am here. Wait. That's no lady. Sir! Mr. Kebabman, stay where you are, and I'll find you! It's okay, large sir. I found her. Hang on, Odo. I've wasted my life. <laughs> Heracles raced towards the voices, but he was too late. Far too late. Just as he reached his final companion, Heracles saw a great, dark shape. Oh, crumbs. The Nimian lion turned from its meat. Bits of kebab salmon dripped from its massive jaws. Everything about the lion was massive. Its great paws wide as dinner plates. It stood higher than a... like a bus stop. Its huge head and jaws looked strong enough to eat a skip. And not the crisp, the big metal thing the rubbish goes in. And now... Its golden eyes burned into Heracles as it licked its blood-stained chops and poised itself to spring once more. Take this, you lion punk. 
The arrow bounced off the lion's forehead and clattered, embarrassed to the floor. Oh, Nickers. The lion pounced, a full ton of angry fur and muscle flew at Heracles. But Heracles was its equal, because he was Heracles. One from the rugby top days, listener. A sidestep and a body swerve, and the beast dives right past me. And thanks to slow motion and the power of radio, there's time for me to draw my sword and... A perfect backhand that could cut a sofa in twain. Hi-ya! The sword shatters like a pound shop ruler. The lion turns. It's possible that it smirks as it leaps toward Heracles. But this time, Heracles isn't quick enough. The lion smashes into him and knocks the demigod bum over thumb and into the dirt. And the mauling of the century begins. It's like fighting a king-sized mattress with razor-sharp claws and teeth Ow! I can barely keep my head out of his mouth. A lucky blow catches the lion on the nose. And in its rage, the lion flings the demigod away. Kitten bats a ball of wool. Heracles lands in a heap, but is up in an instant. Ugh, sensitive nose, eh, kitty? Well, if bows and sword won't work, then I guess I'll have to hand to hand it. Unfortunately for you, pussycat, my mother taught me how to box. Ding, ding. Like Tyson in his prime before all that mad stuff, Heracles dances towards the lion and lets fly. <laughs> A solid jab bips the lion in the cheek. Then a scientific cross clumps the beast in the jaw. And then a cinematic uppercut wangs the lion in the chin so hard that its great shaggy head snaps back like a Timothy model in a waterfall. Sonic boom! The lion shakes its mane, unmoved. And hits the demigod back. Like a kitten with a slipper. The lion bats, pummels, and smashes our hero all over. Its powerful jaws bite down hard on his leg. Oh, my flipping leg! Hard enough to hurt the son of a god. And it throws him sprawling once again. It is now that Heracles realizes he is being played with. Like a big cat with a big mouse. The lion licks its chops. It hasn't had this much fun in years. I have sudden sympathy for garden birds and mice. Can't take much more of this. Sorry, lion, we'll have to pick this up another day. Heracles turns and runs. See ya, bye. Down the steep hill he runs. The lion moves to chase, but Heracles loses its footing and trips. It is this that saves his life. The lion can't keep up with gravity. But still, it's a long way to fall, especially when you hit your face on every single rock. The lion watches. It shakes its mane in disappointment and pads off to finish eating the kebab salesman. Hours later, Heracles awakes in a heap at the foot of the hill. Every inch of him is battered and bruised. Oh, oh my head. Ah, oh my leg. Oh, someone's bitten a chunk out of my leg. 
I am not going to any more lock-ins at Betty's tea room. Oh no. Oh no, wait. No, it was the lion. I'm going to be iron. Like lion. A lion. That what terrible noise. More of the lion's impressions. Like a lion. No time to hide now. Oh, I can't move on this leg. I am lion. Oh, hello, lad, sir. My name's Tim the Idiot Shepherd Boy. What's yours? Hello, Tim. I am Heracles. Where is your flock, Tim? This here, Heracles. This is Chris, me flock. No, the only one sheep is not a flock, uh, but a lion that sounded like a sexy woman ate the rest. Yes, I met the lion earlier. He ate a bit of my leg. He ate my entire family. Mum, Dad, Auntie Harrison, Uncle Jamie. You poor boy. Cousin Christine, our Darren, the half-sister with a big neck. All right, Tim, I'm going to have to stop you there. I am quested to kill this beast. Does it have any weaknesses that you know of? It has none, Heracles. Its golden hide cannot be penetrated by mortal weapons. I watched our Darren and the half-sister with the big neck try and harpoon it, but to no avail. Mm, I thought so, a full frontal. Tell me, Tim, how did you and Chris avoid being eaten? <laughs> our lack of dignity, Heracles. <laughs> right, I, uh, I appreciate I probably won't like the answer to this, but... What does your lack of dignity have to do with you not getting eaten? Well, bare half a mile down the road from its den is where the lion goes plop-plop. Me and Chris have learned that by rolling around in the lion's leavings, it disguises our scent and also discourages the lion from putting us in his mouth. I see. That's, uh, that's gross, Tim. But it does give me an idea. Show me this lion toilet, Tim. Dawn breaks over Nimia. The Nimian lion is doing the walk of shame. For a monstrous lion, this consists of being covered in other people's blood and full to the brim of those people that you've eaten. So you just need a little lie down. Like you, listener, when you've hit that buffet a bit too hard. This is quite a good day for a killer lion, except the bruise on the lion's chops aches. It can't think of anything that has ever hit it harder than the beardy chap who just fell off that cliff. The lion is intrigued. The beardy guy's leg tasted extremely good as well. It wonders where it can get another helping. All this fantasizing about ingesting people has taken the lion all the way back to its cave. He ducks his great maned head to go in and ponders that he might need to upsize his den soon. As the lion's great paws splinter masses of bones that litter the floor of its cave, it also considers finally biting the bullet and maybe getting a cleaner. The lion makes its way to the soiled, king-sized futon where it sleeps. As it does so, there's a noise. A deep scraping noise. It sounds exactly like someone dragging a huge rock over the mouth of the cave. All of a sudden, the cave is in darkness. The lion sniffs deeply, smelling the air for an intruder, but all it can smell is its own poo. The lion once again has a quiet word with itself about getting its life in order. 
Then out of the dark, a meaty fist clumps the lion in the nose again. <laughs> the lion lashes out blindly. The lion sniffs again, trying to smell out the unseen puncher. All it smells is a high-protein diet. And now a big arm grasps the lion around the throat and squeezes. Now two meaty pies wrap up the lion's massive body. Throughout the country, a tingle goes through all the mums who have ever been to a Silly History Boys Live. The lion is too busy trying to breathe. Try as it might, it cannot shift the submission half Nelson. As the lion starts seeing stars, it momentarily regrets a lifetime of eating everything in sight. But only for a moment. Eating people, the lion decides, was his calling. <laughs> the Nimian lion is dead. <sighs> You're lucky, pal. You don't have to smell your own bum anymore. Oh, I need a shower. Eager to escape the beast's reeking bachelor pad, Heracles grips the massive lion by the tail and hauls it out into the fresh air. Ugh, haven't you ever heard of Febreze, you mangy beast? Once out in the air, Heracles whips out his trusty Swiss army knife and skins the beast of its golden hide as the king instructed him. Time for a haircut, Mr. Lion. Been anywhere nice on holiday? Or rather, he tries to skin the lion. Oh, flip. Come on. Cut, you stupid thing. Who would have thought this magic, impenetrable hide would be so difficult to cut? Are you sure we're related? What the... Who are you? I would have thought that was obvious, even to one of Father's secret affairs babies. Ugh, swear they all get dropped on their heads. Secret affair babies? Uh, wait. Are you... Are you my big sister? Please don't call me that. It's weird on so many levels. Yeah, I am indeed your sister, but I'll thank you to call me Athena. The goddess of wisdom. Stop expositing, little brother. How is your first labour progressing? Well, pretty well. I strangled the killer lion, but the tricky bit is getting the skin off. The king wants it for a dressing gown. Oh, gross. Have you got a magic goddess knife or a limpin' chainsaw or, you know, something? What do I look like? A B and Q? Is everyone in our family so mean and unhelpful? <laughs> Mostly, yes. And stupid as well, apparently. You have everything you need before you, brother. No tool will cut the lion's hide. But how strong do you think teeth that bite through steel and claws that slash through iron are? Ah, the lion's own claws. Oh, it works. Thank you, big sis, for your help. I mean, thank you. Athena. Oh, think of it as community service. Father sends his regards. He cannot help you directly for, um, fear of his wife. But we wish you luck, Heracles. See you at Christmas, little brother. And with that, the goddess of wisdom departs in a puff of, uh, wisdom, presumably. And for the first time in a long time, Heracles does not feel alone. And with a song in his heart, he finishes skinning and tailoring the monster lion skin into a quite a natty dressing gown. Well, well, that looks pretty swish. I think I'll wear it back to the king, and I reckon I'll strut the whole way there. 
Meanwhile, in the sinister palace of King Eurystes. Come, lackey. Let's get some whining plebs in. I fancy a marathon toilet doesn't sesh. There's no one here today, your kingness. The people got tired of you just throwing them in the toilet every time they raised a complaint, so now they just don't complain. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dictatorships work. Sup, Madge. I'm back. A lion! A giant talking lion! I knew the Marmite was off. Don't worry, my king, I'm not a Marmite hallucination. I'm Heracles. I brought you a present. One tasteful lion skin dressing gown. You did it. But, but the lion... The lion was meant to kill you. Don't you like it? It's in perfect nick. No cuts or marks. I even washed my hands before I strangled it and everything. You strangled it? You strangled the monster with your bare hands? Um, yeah, yes, uh, well, well, well done. I'm going to have to make a call. Well, um, honestly, well done, Heracles. Uh, you've done really well. Uh, very well done. <laughs> Bye! Where are you going, my king? You didn't give me my next labor. Well, I mean, I mean, it's a bit full on for a dressing gown, I suppose. And I can understand people's objections to fur, but it's not that bad, is it? No, Heracles. I'd say you've done a pretty epic job, in fact. Seeing the look on that Marmite guzzling poohead's face was worth the admission alone. I say you keep the skin of the Nimian lion for yourself. I suppose a magic bomb-proof lion skin would come in handy on my quest. You certainly ain't lion, Heracles. <laughs> Very good. And so, on that particularly laboured pun, anyone? No? We leave our hero successful in his first mission, and now in the possession of a pretty fierce magic lion skin dressing gown. But when does Heracles ride again, Uncle Bob Bob? Well, according to the traditional order, his next labour shall see him engage in mortal combat with the dreaded Hydra. But that is a tale for another time. And yet another exciting edition of... The Silly History Boys Show! And for all the animal cruelty, laboured puns and crimes against dressing gowns, we are, as always... Sorry! Episode 37, or Won't Take This Lion Down, was written, performed, edited, and generally pronounced by the Silly History Boys. The part of Heracles, demigod, son of Zeus, was played by your dear Uncle Bilbo, Will Tristram. King Eurystes, or was it Eurystheus or Eurythmics? I think it's Eurystes. I think we've been calling him Eurystes. King Eurystes and Kebab Salesman 1 was played by Tom Tombo Fermore. The Vicar, another Kebab Salesman, let's call him Kebab Salesman 2, and Chris the Sheep were ably barred by Stu the Pear Bear Perry. Kebab Salesman number 3B, Tim the Idiot Shepherd, and the Lion, the wonderful, wonderful Lion, who, incidentally... It was Pear Bear's edit, but he assures me that the lion was not in any way treated 
it came purely from the mouth, gullet and brain of your dear Uncle Bob Bob, Rob Bond. A big thanks to Lara Larry Bradburn for taking Athena on this week and glimmering her all the way from a car park in Rothwell at last minute. Thank you, Lara. Big thanks to Zapsplat for music and sound effects. More music from the wonderful Scotty Buckley. Check him out. And big thanks to Henry Maie from Battleforge Productions for his Through Fire and War, or as we call it, Awesome Achilles, which we just keep using. Will you check us out? Talking about check us out, come have a look on social media. Get us on Facebook, The Silly History Boy Show, SHB underscore show on the Twitters. Tell somebody, why not? Give us a rating and review, why not? For we will never stop. We will never stop until you review us. What? Okay, okay, right, we gotta go, we gotta go. We'll see you for Christmas. Okay, bye. Farewell, lads. I'm off to Nimia to scrag a lion. How hard can it be? Stop laughing.